0: Growing your business can be difficult and lonely, but there is an easier way. Welcome to the JVology Show, the podcast that will transform your business with a steady stream of perfectly qualified free leads and consistent passive income through collaboration. Now, here's your host and the founder of JVology, Jay Fissette. Hello and welcome. We are here with my dear friend, Doug Sandler of Turnkey Podcast. And Doug, when I thought of who do we want to interview to really demonstrate this idea that lists come in all shapes, all sizes, all formats, all platforms, all of those things, it became very clear to me. as like, I got to talk to Doug and we got to talk about podcasts. So welcome, my friend. How are you today?
1: Hey, Jay. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Welcome, podcaster, my colleague, podcaster, Jay Fizzette. Nice.
0: I, I'm getting there. I, I'm, like a, I, I'm like a podcasting baby or podcasting neophyte or podcasting figuring it the hell out. So I'm hoping that I'm going to be able to work this for some free coaching for me in my podcast. <laughs> All good, man. I, I'm, I'm here to serve and deliver. So let's do it. Awesome. So let's talk first and foremost about why podcast became your means and method for your primary list build. It is your primary front facing and the way in yeah. which you reach the world and the world reaches you. So tell us a little bit about
1: why podcasting for you. You know, It's funny, the the backstory of my podcast is it really did come out of desperation and cheapness because <laughs> I released a book in 2015 called Nice Guys Finish First and I was looking for a way to promote it. And as I started to price out publicists and PR companies and agencies, I discovered that the minimum price tag was about $2,500 a month for these uh, companies, and I didn't. I was just reinventing my career, and the last thing I wanted to do was dump all of my money into marketing. <laughs> you know, it was silly me, trying to figure out how do I actually get the word out. So I thought I know better than that. I'll just launch a podcast. And at that point, I'd never even listened to a podcast other than Serial. So I went to a buddy of mine, Strickland, who was the co-founder of Turnkey with me, and I said, "Hey, Strick, let's start a podcast." And he was totally cool. He knows all the tech stuff, and and I would love the you know like the front of house thing, the interviewing side of things. And so we started a podcast really to save money in PR fees. And little did I know exactly how hard it was going to be in the very beginning, because I didn't plug into any system. We just like kind of floundered, floundered our way through the process.
0: Well, you know me, I have a, I'm trying to actually recover from my past of, you know, I need to learn things through expensive lessons and figuring it out. And I'm trying to do better at getting the right people in the right spot. So I couldn't how, find my. I couldn't find my wheelbarrow, so, so, so <laughs> I, You know, I know you always tell the wheelbarrow story, so I'm like, yes. I didn't have a wheelbarrow, so I started a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, so how long ago, in terms of podcast, because it, it seems to me, you know, being a little gray on the chin, it seems to me that the podcast thing sort of came out of nowhere, then had an explosion, and then has just become this juggernaut. But so, how long ago did you start playing in this sandbox? Well, we
1: started our podcast in February of 2015. So probably as of the airing of this, probably about almost six years, 1,100, and probably by this time, it'll be 1,200 episodes of our show, 175 wow. countries and almost 4 million downloads later. And I'll tell you, every level of success that we've had through our podcast, we really did. We, For some reason, we were thinking, let's just reinvent this wheel every freaking time. And we have everything that we've done, we've reinvented, documented. And now we have a system to kind of make it a lot easier. But at the same time, it's like, oh, my gosh, why are we doing It's like, hey,
0: insert head into wall every 12 <laughs> seconds. And that's kind of like we how we were building our show. Well, you have an incredible system. like I, And I can tell you for certain, gang, is I would not have my podcast up and running in any way, shape or form of it if it was not for Doug and Strickland holding my hand and handling all of the details. I mean, there's a substantial, I was going to say a substantial amount of work, but it's it's actually not that. It's not that it's so much a substantial amount of work. It's like you have to have order of operations correct. You must have the technology correct. You must have you know things like. I'll turn it slightly. There's my yeah. You might <laughs> that, that Doug and Strick insist on. I'm like I could just use my headphones, can I? No, you can't. <laughs> anyway, so four million downloads. That's pretty freaking awesome. But here's the thing that I think keeps people, and certainly a little bit for me, keeps people from tackling the podcast row, is this idea that for me to be able to monetize it or for for it to be worth my while for any of those sorts of things is that I, I need a huge number of people downloading and 4 million is pretty freaking awesome. But that's not actually true. One of the things that you talk about in terms of list building is that it doesn't need to have 4 million downloads. It needs to be downloaded by the right people. So just talk to me about this idea of this could be one of those strategies of small targeted list sort of whispering in their ear. Well, a lot of people key into the idea of, well, you have a successful podcast.
1: How many downloads do you have? And while I use that number because that's the industry standard that people measure success, the measuring stick of podcasting success to the outsider looking in are these things called downloads. However, I'd much rather have 50 engaged listeners every week listen to my show and take action than 50,000 silent people that don't step forward for anything. So for me, although I love to use the number because I think the number represents, in essence, success to people that are listening that may not understand podcasting, really the true value of a show is I mean, we launched a show called The Bizwiz Podcast. And before we even had episode number one out the door, we have made $35,000 on the show and we hadn't even launched the show yet. And we had no listeners. So we used a- <laughs> because we have a specific strategy in place that will actually do that for people too. So, and we've proven this over and over again with other shows too. You don't have to have an audience of any size. You don't even need to have a specific subject matter that you're an expert in, in order to launch a show and be successful, because that was launched just on a, with a theory in mind that I think this will work for this particular process. And it has worked very well.
0: I love that. Uh, And mutual friends of ours have raved about your process and system, like Virginia uh, Mooskies. When I was like, I don't know if I should do a podcast. She's like, You need to do it. And you (laughs) need to do it how Doug and Strick teach get. (laughs) So so that's awesome. All right. So, this idea of somebody is considering a podcast. Can you elucidate a little bit? Because, like, making 30,000 bucks before the podcast is launched sounds like, How is that possible? And, And maybe we can tie it to the free gift of the five ways to make money podcasting. Can we tickle their brains with a a couple of of key ways in which that happens and and dive on in? Well, let's just
1: talk about that strategy in particular, because that's called our guest to client strategy. So in other words, you're using your interview guest seat as a sales interview. However, you're pre-qualifying people before they get into that seat to determine two things. One, do they have a good message that will serve your potential audience that may be listening to the show, even if you don't have an audience yet? Who do you think is going to be listening to the show? So that's one ear. Listen to it with a do they have a good message to serve your potential community? The second ear you're listening for is are they qualified to either invest in the products or services that you have, or do you have a product or service that would best serve that guest somehow? So it's listening with the ear of do they serve your community and listening to the ear of will they serve your business and can you serve their business as well? And when you put somebody in that seat and you start asking questions in the interview, the joke is the microphone is truth serum. You know, I hate to say this, but from an old, you know, profession of being a salesperson for for decades, you know, my dad always taught me, you know, all prospects lie, and I'm saying that gently because I don't want there to be, uh, you know, any animosity between me and the prospects of uh, of anybody that's going to buy something, but. Prospects don't tell you the truth when they think they're in a sales conversation. But mm-hmm. when you put a microphone in front of them and you ask them, Hey, can you be vulnerable? Tell me some of the things you're still working on as it pertains to marketing your business. Tell me some of the things you're still working on with your business. When they, you ask them that question with a microphone, they always tell you the truth. And I just turn around after that and say, Hey, can I ask okay. you a question? You know, yeah. Why is it that you don't have a podcast? Or if I was a coach, why is it that you haven't invested in coaching for your business? Because it sounds like from what you're telling me, that's a pretty simple fix. How can I serve you best? Yep. And when you're doing a sales interview, it's so, so easy to put everybody in a position to hear you and talk in the world of, uh, you know, podcasting or coaching or whatever it is that you do. I
0: freaking love that. And, and it's interesting because I didn't, you know, until you had articulated when we started uh, working together and you had come to JVology and, and I had seen people do uh, podcasts, which it was from the outside looking in, it's like, I think that's what they're doing, but I'd never really like connected the dots. You know how you see something and understand something, but you don't really get something? Well, (laughs) I didn't really get it until you described (laughs) it, you
1: know? (laughs) about Like JV relationships before we joined in the mastery program, I had no idea that there was actually a formal process for joint venture partnerships. I just thought, oh, I like you, you like me, let's do business together and we'll figure it out. And while that is basically the idea, there's a lot of formality that goes into (laughs) JV partnership too, that I didn't even think of, just like you're saying about podcasting.
0: Okay, awesome. So, depending on the strategy, because that's one strategy of, of making money, and you go through that in in the free gift. What's what's your next favorite? So, if there's five in the in the yeah. demo, what's your next favorite? Because the client, the pardon me, the guest to client thing just makes sense. Like it's like yeah. goodness gracious. It frankly, I was just thinking about it. It makes me think of our wine conversations in cash. The little mini masterminds that we do just in a social context. It's the same thing. Yeah. People just say on a silver platter, "This is what I'm excited about. This is what I'm challenged by." Because there isn't the pressure and we remove all sales pieces. So it's like people just tell the truth. And it's like, oh, that's something I could connect you with, you know, my dear friend, Doug. <laughs> so it makes perfect sense to me. So what, what's your second most favorite way of making money through podcasting? Because if actually, wait, yeah, I got, I got yeah. so many things in my brain. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. It's all right. I'm, I'm here. I know you're excited. I'm here with you. I'm excited too. <laughs> um, we, we just need to tell the truth about this, which is that there's some crazy statistic, which I don't know, maybe you do, that the vast majority of podcasts don't make a penny. They're actually yeah. an expense both in time and money for most people, not your clients, but for most people. Yeah, 90% of podcasts make
1: no money and only 1% make enough to actually support the show, which means if they're paying you know, $10 or $15 for a hosting service and 20 bucks for Zoom and $5 or $10 for a coaching a uh, automated scheduling program. So they don't even make enough to pay 50 bucks for paying for the admin. And that has nothing to do with even hiring a production company. So I'm like, come on, seriously, we've got to change this. So while you, know, you kind of instilled a thought in my brain, this is going back about a year ago, it's like, hey, you know, most people want to understand how to launch a podcast. But even more so, how about all those podcasters that are out there that already know it's a good game to be in, but aren't making any money? That's a market that you should be actually attracting.
0: So that's next. <laughs> Hell yes. I love that. Okay. So let's do a couple more questions. So let's do this. Your second most favorite way to actually earn money and become one of the 1% because yep. that is possible. It is totally doable. It can be done.
1: So we learned this completely through the program that we actually went through with you through JVology. And that was, Hey, why don't we try to share a small win with people? We don't have to get the, certainly it's great to have a hundred thousand, $200,000 of income from your podcast, but at the same time, Hey, how about just enough to cover those production costs? So we teach people some strategies when they first get involved in the program, or even if they're not in our program, but a way that you can make money podcasting is through advertising and sponsorship. Now, it's not the old school way of thinking about, oh, well, I'm going to go out and I'm going to pitch my show to uh, 20 people and hopefully one of them will sponsor. There are specific strategies that we can put into play that silently you can ask for sponsorship and you'll get it anywhere from $500 to 1500 bucks. And you can do this. We have a Next Level podcast, which is one of our programs. We have a, the majority of the people going through that program that, and, that put this strategy in place are actually winning that $500 to $1,500 you know, payday. And for us, we forgot, hey, how about some small victories? How about just a way to get your show in the black rather than have it in the red? And that's key also. People just want to see some small victories. The $30,000 wins are great but that's a little bit longer tail and a, a more challenging thing to teach somebody than, hey, let me teach you just how to make five hundred dollars a month so we can get this podcast paid for. And that's
0: where you have the key wins. I love that. I love that. I love that. Okay. So let's talk about list building. So I hope and I want to articulate what I heard, and then you tweak me if I'm off at all, Doug. Okay. Yeah. So folks sitting at home, you are you know you have got to get alternative platforms for list building. Email is plummeting in terms of open rates and all sorts of things, you need other ways. Now, this is what I heard Doug say, and I'm gonna reflect it back. Number one, if you're going to use podcasting as part of your list building and platform building strategies, and you should, if you're gonna do that, there's actually two specific audiences that you should be thinking of in terms of how you're going to go about the process of the list. And perhaps your most valuable list, based on their first strategy, is the list of people that are going to be on your show. Mm-hmm. So that is a high level play. That mm-hmm. is a both retail and joint venture play. Yes. Totally. Okay? So that, so that is a huge and important list. And it's probably the higher caliber relationships that, you know, this entire summit is about nurturing and developing. And by the way, it's like, Doug, tell us some of the, some of the heavy hitters that you guys have had on, on the show. Because, you know, you've had a pretty exceptional and stunning guest list, in my humble opinion.
1: We've had some great people on the show. So keep in mind, while it is great to be able to align yourself with these influencers, we've had uh, Gary Vaynerchuk on the show, Ariana Huffington, Jeffrey Gittimer, who's the king of sales. We've had John C. Maxwell, leadership expert on the show, Dan Harris from Good Morning America. Jeez, uh, so many great people. We probably had of the 850 guests... Yeah, we probably have had 75 like heavy hitters on the show that are known in their industries, which is cool. You align yourself with experts in the field, you become an expert by proxy. And it's great for a third grader like me, this is a terrific environment to be in. Cause it's like, okay, now I'm a, an influencer in this space. And I'm like, how did I get with these people?
0: <laughs> you know, but, so that's very cool. Well, I was just gonna tease you about that. Just saying it's like, and all of those 75 heavy hitters just happen to be friends of yours in your phone that you could just text and say, hey, we should hang out and do an interview.
1: It is. It is really. (laughs) Yeah, right. Exactly. It is really great to be able to reach out and say, hey, at this point now in the game, hey, I have a show that's got, you know, 175 of this and I 1100 of that and 800, whatever. And that's great to be able to use all those stats. But in the beginning, you can't use those stats. So you have to use what's key to you. You know, if you're somebody that's got 30 years of experience and built a nine million dollar company or whatever it is, use that as a part of your way to get somebody to come on the show, because when you're brand new, you can't say, hey, I've got, you know, no episodes out there right now. And, uh, you know, I think I'm going to have 50 listeners to my first podcast episode. So it's like you should come on the show. They're not going to come for those reasons. Yeah. So you've got to build whatever it is that are, are to your benefit to get people coming on the show. Yeah.
0: So the list of the of the guests and then there is the list of the listeners. Yeah. And they are likely two very different lists. And when you're doing your podcast strategy, you've got to, number one, recognize that. And please hear this serve and support those two lists in a distinct and different manner and that should be part of your strategy right from the get-go so that we can have the big wins and we can have the base hits all the way along love that okay let's let's play devil's advocate for a minute or two i'm here doing my very best to get people to think different about list building because if they can truly just genuinely in, like embed this process because i think it's oxygen for our business there's people at home, it's like, oh, damn, a podcast. And then I got to deal with Apple. And then I got to find a microphone. And then I got to, uh, okay. So, <laughs> so I hear that all the time, by the way. I, so you, know. you heard it from me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And I, and I'd like to think of myself as fairly tech savvy. I mean, shit, I've designed software. Like, I've, like, and yet this just felt like it was like, this yeah. is one more thing. And it's going to be a big thing. And it's going to have some obligation to it. So, just talk to me about how simple it can be so that people can start getting this platform and list going in their favor.
1: Yeah. Well, it can be as simple as just getting out of your own head because that's generally where most of the problems arise. It's like, hey, I don't have the right equipment. Okay. Well, it's a list of about three things and you can buy them for under 300 bucks. You're ready to go. This same microphone and boom arm that I've been using I've been using it for 1100 episodes. It was $300 well invested in. It's plug and play directly into the computer. So that's it. Everybody's on Zoom now. So, from a technology perspective, everybody maybe understands how to use Zoom. And if you don't, you know, we can teach you how to use Zoom. So just get out of your own way. Don't worry about if you had any list coming to this. Actually, the, the less of a list that you have coming into it, the better because the more you'll be able to adapt what those new community members listening to your show really are all about. You know, the worst thing is when you come in and you're like, Well, I know everything about my topic and and my subject and my industry, so I'm just going to sell the stuff to my community that I already have in place. And so I'm going to throw this stuff to my community. Oh, please buy it. And then I'm going to throw my speaking services and my coaching program, and I'm going to throw my courses and all that. And you get crickets because we have no idea when you come to play in this game exactly what it is that your community is going to want. So we encourage everybody, don't come in with a preconceived notion of what you know you're going to sell be open to the possibility. I came in as a professional speaker and more people were coming to us and saying, Hey, can you teach me how to build my podcast? I'm like, "Uh, okay, (laughs) what about my speaking services? Well, they didn't want that. So for me, I followed the path of least resistance, which is being responsive to my community and exactly
0: what they wanted. I love that. Love that. Love that. Okay. So, and I'm just want to give a shout out for you guys, just to be perfectly clear about this, which is, The beginning, middle, and end, Uh, you have a digital program, which is completely outstanding in all of those pieces. And if any of you are like, how do we go about that? You should check. You should absolutely check out Turnkey Podcast. But here's the honest goodness truth. I think I filled out maybe three sheets of paper and I bought something on Amazon that took me 13 seconds. And then for the most part, the podcast was done, Like, like literally. So I just want to say to every single one of you, if you're considering other ways to reach out to people and build that list, this is a marvelous one, and it does not need to be hard. And for crying out loud, if it isn't already clear to you, that I don't think you should do it alone. Meaning that in all of these circumstances, there is somebody who knows how to press the buttons, connect the pieces, submit the show, get all that stuff done, it's true everywhere. And what you should be doing, is going back to the title of our summit, is connect, collaborate, create. You should be working on the relationship and the people strategy, the technology and the microphone clunk, clunk People get so hung up on
1: technology and community building and uh, personality and all of the things that have been the limiting beliefs that have held them back from doing this. And if you just hop into either our DIY, our group coaching, or our one-on-one coaching program, because we try to put it together so it makes complete sense for it, no matter where you are budget-wise and, uh, you know, idea-wise... We just want to make it easy for people to get started in this space. It is such a cool way to build your list. It's such a great way to connect with people. and it's a huge money maker. And you know the joke is, hey, is it a pain in the ass to do it? It could be a pain in the ass. But I say to you, if every time you open up this microphone, you have an opportunity to make five to ten thousand dollars, how often do you want to open it every week? And it's like, okay, a lot. sure. But why are you looking at it and thinking, Man, this is just a time suck. And I agree with you. I wouldn't want to do this. I mean, we were on our busiest times. We were doing it five days a week, five wow. days a week. And I couldn't keep up with the amount of leads. We actually had to slow the amount of content we were putting out to the world because we were getting too many people connecting with us to, uh, to get into that guest seat, which is a key it's way problem us. to have. <laughs> great problem to have. So, you know, we didn't want to not be able to service people that were coming to us. So we went back to two episodes a week, which is where we are right now.
0: Love that. And again, that's the strategy to figure that stuff out along the way. Okay, so here's the thing, and I know there's lots of statistics, and I don't want to bore the world with statistics, but here's the truth. People are listening to podcasts like mad. It's built into Apple CarPlay. People are are, the, The commuting isn't what it was a few months ago, but even in this time of COVID with people trying to get their message out, podcasting has exploded. So here's the thing that I want people to think about at, at home. And I say this a lot in our mastermind brand. I say this a lot in our JBology brand is that you don't need to talk to 1,500 people, 2,000 people, 10,000 people. You need to talk to 50 to 100 who care what you have to say. Yep. And quite literally, a podcast is this capacity to whisper into the ear and touch the soul of your properly matched tribe. And it is one of the, I, in my humble opinion, it is one of the highest leverage, one of the highest leverage tools under the sun that lubricates everything else. Now, on that note, I have another question. And this goes back to something that my dear wife, Corey, and I are playing with. Now, can you tell the audience how many podcasts, just that you are a part of, how many podcasts are you doing personally? <laughs> by the way, don't fall off your chair if you're at home, just, but I want you to get this key point. Uh, nice guys
1: on business, women, men in relationships, bizwiz, sedex podcast, Ford Mustang, the early years, sales training for podcasters. That's six of them. And I, and I probably have another two or three in there that are probably part-timers that I'm that I put out there in the world. It is one of those things where you the more that you can niche down on your topic and your environment, your market, the better it is. I have this show right behind me called Ford Mustang the Early Years for 64 and a half to 66 Mustang lovers. And we have probably about 500 people that have subscribed to the show. And we don't really know the exact numbers. (laughs) And and, oh, good. And you're one of them. Cool. Of those, we have had about 200 people that have opted into our list. So imagine having a market that's out there that you have half of the people or a third of the people opt in to your list and receive information from you about your subject matter. So if I have a podcast, let's multiply that out. Now, that's a small micro niche industry. You know, it's only, A two and a half years or a year and a half of cars, it's like, wow, this is really cool. Now, I could introduce anything to them and they would probably go for it. So, for me, the more niche that you can get, the better. So, don't think that because you are a, you know, I don't even know, a 1974 wallpaper hanger and you're looking to hang out with other 1974 wallpaper hangers, you will find them and you will know, you'll be able to speak their language, talk to them specifically and directly. You don't have to have a big audience. Imagine filling a conference room with 20 to 50 people every week that are coming and saying, Hey, I want to hear more from you. What do you have all, you know, what are you all about? And then trying to introduce them a product. Yeah. That's really
0: cool. You will have some huge success with that. The clo- the tighter you knit your products. Love that. So just two things. I didn't know that you had the men, women relationships thing. Corey and I are just doing a couples weekend called the power between. Now, we, I just we've got been that email. I, Did I, you? <laughs> <laughs> okay. We want to be on your show. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, but here's the thing that, that I think is interesting is that once the foundation is laid, and this is the thing, gang, I want you to understand. Once the foundation is laid, going from one topic to another topic, to, from one micro niche to another micro niche, as you evolve, or as you roll out a specific new product or service, all those things makes perfect sense. Now- I can tell you in this case that I had the consideration of it's like, well, should we do a short-term series about the power between, which is what our couples weekend is named? Should we do a short-term series about it leading up to the actual, leading up to the actual event? And then I sort of dismissed it. But the truth is the infrastructure is already in place. Mm-hmm. And if the infrastructure was in place, maybe that's not such a bad idea at, to put a bunch of the components that we're going to do anyway, interviews with you, conversations with us, introductions to our tribe, the power between model like it's an interesting thought.
1: Well, it does and keep in mind that when you introduce a podcast to the world, if you have a specific launch that you're working on, you don't have to have a podcast that is infinite in length. You could literally introduce a season of podcast episodes, 10, 15, 20 episodes that you do and you can release them all to the world at the same time. And then the way that people receive and and, uh, consume content is different. Some people want it through Facebook Live. Some people want it through podcasting. Some people want it through a YouTube channel. So I'd encourage you, if podcasting is something that you are even thinking about, don't worry about the length of the podcast. Think about it in terms of just doing a season of episodes.
0: That's an interesting thought. Okay. All right, brother. So I've been really enjoying this. So tell the gang. So everyone here, by the way, if you're considering this, is that Doug and Strick do two things. Number one show you how to get that list built, that community built, that attraction factor for the people that want to know about you and your message and how to monetize it. So tell us a little bit just more about the five ways to make money podcasting. And what I'd love to hear is is for the freebie that everyone gets. And then I, let's start there. Well, okay. I'll...
1: So th- we've made it pretty easy. It's called five ways to make money podcasting. And that's, that's, oh. uh, we if really want con-
0: <laughs> if only I knew some ways to make money podcasting, if only.
1: <laughs> so we've given you, we've given you two ways and we take a little bit more of a deep dive into those two ways through this, this PDF that we're going to send to those that opt into it. And we have three other ways and we'll talk about all of those three ways also. And I think what we're going to do too, Jay, is I think we have an additional offer that people can, if they want to really get immersed into it, yes. they can take a course. We have five ways to make money podcasting, a mini- course course. And it actually is a bunch of um, downloadable documents, plus many videos that walk people through the process. So if you have a podcast already, it's great. And if you don't have one already, that's okay too. It'll teach you those things when you are ready to go.
0: Awesome. So just to be clear about this, when you upgrade to one of the paid levels of membership for the summit, you will get Doug's gift for free, which is that entire course, which I deeply, deeply appreciate you contributing that Doug. Okay. Before we let you go, I am certain that there's a bunch of people at home going, ah, sounds good, but give us your final parting words of wisdom to address the but.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of butts. There's a lot of big butts in the, in the house. I mean, that's generally where people just get hung up. And I have to tell you, people get hung up so much in there. And I'm, I'm hoping I'm not offending anybody by saying this. People get hung up in their head trash. The head trash that they don't understand technology, they don't already come to the table with a community, that they don't have a personality or charisma. You know, they get hung up in the, I don't know how to. And that's exactly why you are here listening to this today. If Mm -hmm. something that I said attracted you to, hmm, how can I actually make money, build my community and grow influence podcasting? Maybe I should check this out. I would say just opt in and take advantage of at least the free document. You're stepping a little closer to us by doing that. Sometimes you just need to step a little bit closer. So get out of your way and let the people that know how to do what we do best. I mean, this is my area of expertise. If I wanted to learn about JV, I'm going to go to Jay. If I want to learn about podcasting, I'm not going to try to figure it all out on my own. I'm going to let somebody that's already done it 200 times with 200 other people take, advan- you know, take us through the process, take, us, take advantage of what we have at, you know, in our arsenal of knowledge. So don't get caught in your head trash. That would be my advice. I love
0: that. I love that. I love that. So I'm going to add one other piece to it, which is this, and, and I learned this from you and Strick, and I'm looking forward to rolling it out in Cabo, actually, in February, which is this, is that if you're worried about being additional work, look at all of the places and ways in which you are already engaging, in which you mm-hmm. are already interviewing, which you are already having conversations that with a little bit of support can actually set you up beautifully. And so, you know, we're doing our JVology Summit in Cabo, February 21st to 28th, as long as the world doesn't burn down in between. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but I am traveling with my microphone and my gear, and uh, we've got a couple of extra days there, and we've got a powerful community. I want to knock off eight to 10 episodes, literally, with wine, on the beach, podcast interview. That is, and, and it's like, I'm going to get one of those little, I don't know what you call them, tents or haciendas. And it's like, if you want to have a glass of wine with Jay, it's being recorded and we're going to have uh, some deep, meaningful conversations. So anyway, I learned that from you. So look, folks, look where else you can integrate what you're already doing to come up with something fascinating and perfect for your try.
1: Yeah. Imagine going to a conference and having people that are at the conference and you say at that conference, somebody that's potentially a really good prospect or a good client, you have a microphone in your hand and say, hey, can we step over here so I can interview you for my podcast? It's a no-brainer. I, as a potential client of yours, I'm not even thinking about the sales process. I'm thinking a bit more about the, man, this will be fun. I'll get to be on a podcast and share information and build. So you're trading, you're sharing his message with your community and you're sharing your knowledge and experience with that person. You're building the relationship, which is really what podcasting has done for us. That's where the value is in
0: podcasting. So I think arguably this may well be the most intimate strategy for list building of the entire summit. So for those of you that that resonates with, for goodness sakes, grab Five Ways to Make Money Podcasting, check out Doug and Strick's shows, plural, and when it comes time for support, reach out to them. Thank you, Doug. I really appreciate you being here. We will see you soon.
1: My pleasure. Thank you, Jay.
0: Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the JVology Show with Jay Fassett. Please rate, review, and share the show with your entrepreneurial friends. For free joint venture resources and more information, visit JVology.com.